Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Heather Heymanwood. She is a marketing expert. Uh, she has an interesting story herself. She's a women, woman entrepreneur and has lots of interesting things to, to say about how people can grow their business. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Heather. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you for having me. So you've had quite an interesting story. Just kind of briefly tell us uh, the success you had, and then you had a failure, and how you kind of came back from the whole thing. Well, that's a long story, but let me just kind of start here where most people start in life. We, I started in corporate America, like most, became very successful um, in sales, number one in the country, actually, at a very young age at 25. And so I thought that's how life went. <laughs> it was very successful. I actually ended up being an entrepreneur, my next job after that, at the young age of 26, 27. And by the time I was 30, around my 30th birthday, I had built a company from zero to a million dollars in the first year of the business. And it was extremely successful and very proud of it. That business is still viable today. However, as a young entrepreneur and not always crossing all the T's and dying the I's and looking at everything, um, kind of a picked a bad business partner. And within uh, about a year into the business, came home one day from a conference and everything had been wiped out, bank accounts been wiped out, everything had been, passwords changed, and the whole business was gone. And my house went into foreclosure within six weeks, and I was completely bankrupt in six months. So it, it threw me, right? I went from success to success to success to complete living out of my car <laughs> at a very With no uh, warning, young age. Right? No, no warning, warning none. Yeah, right. Yeah, no warning. And at the same time, I was living in Central Florida, and I lived in a house. I thought, well, I could sell it really fast to get you know get out from underneath this. And that was right at the tipping point of 07, of 07, 08, right when the market turned. And my house went from you know 70% loan to value, had great equity, literally went upside down within six months. Yeah. So it is hard to fathom that. This was I mean, I was young. I was 30. I didn't know what recessions meant or these things called markets or what do you mean a house can go backwards in six months? That makes no sense. Like I never experienced that before and it was out of warning. Yeah. So I found myself 31 years old living out of my car, um, bankrupt and foreclosed on. It was quite, it, it was tragedy. <laughs> it's tragedy for me anyway. So psychically you're there. So mm -hmm. how do you kind of pull yourself out from that and make your next move to, to get back to where you are being so successful now? Well, thank you for that. You know, here, so I, thankfully had a lot of dear friends that had some great couches <laughs> and <laughs> I lived on people's couches. I didn't have a daddy Warbucks. I didn't have, you know, daddy, can I come live in the basement or, you know, uh, mom, can I come live in the basement or I have a husband, don't, I can eat bonbons while he hangs out. Like I didn't have that. And I, at that time there was no Uber or Lyft that I could just start making money right away. I couldn't get a job. Jobs were all of a sudden really scarce. Couldn't even get a job as a waitress. It was just overnight. And so I felt for the first time completely helpless. I've always been a worker bee. I've been working in restaurants since I was 15. I worked, you know? Yeah. And I didn't know how to come from it, Jordan. Like, that was what was so hard to deal with. And no one in my life or family really could give me advice, necessarily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, the you know, we're now in 2008. And But I got some of the best advice I ever had. I actually ended up living on a couch and my friend's couch in Marco Island, if you don't know where that is, it's south of Fort Myers, which is south of Naples, which is at the very end of the road of I-75. It literally is the last exit. And the average age was 80. 
yes. in Marco Island, and I'm 32, so that was interesting enough. I got a call, Jordan, from a friend of mine in West Palm, who's a dear friend and a very successful man. And he called me and said, why don't I come take you to, why don't you come to West Palm, take me to dinner? And I said, honestly, I could get there, but I don't even have enough money and gas to get me back. Wow. He goes, oh, you know, and he's like, I'll, I'll give you some cash to get back. Come, come have dinner with me. So I go have dinner and I was very happy. I had some great steak and it was like, yay, some great food. And he said, gave me the best advice in my life. And I still use it to this day. I'm going to give it to you now. And he said, I want you to really look at everything in your life and ask yourself the question, does it feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity? Okay. There's a lot of power in that, Jordan, because here's the thing. And I want, I want everyone to really get this because it's what took me from where I was to now. He said, I want you to start asking yourself that question before you do anything in life, before you even take a bite of that chocolate cake, does it feed your confusion or strengthen your clarity? Because when we are not clear on the direction we're going, we're just in chaos. Yeah. And the moment that we can get clear, even a little bit, we can start to move. When we move, we can actually have a little bit of momentum. When we have momentum, we can have power, just like a train. A train goes in one direction. But if you're spinning, you can't go in anything. So, so what did you I, become clear about what what at that instead of being confused where you were before, what made you uh, clear to have a direction? The the question I started to ask myself is who am I? What is it that who am I? And I got to see that who I am is an entrepreneur, and that is what who I am. And once I got clear on that, right, then I started to live my life from that perspective. And the definition of an entrepreneur is a creation. You build, you create businesses, success, failure, success, failure, success, failure, just like an artist, right? They're painting. They're constantly painting or whatever their thing is, just like an athlete. So Michael Jordan, he was in, of course, the NBA, but he also was a golfer. He was also in baseball because who he was as an athlete didn't matter the game he was playing as long as he was playing. That's what gave me the freedom to move to Austin as an entrepreneur and start a new business from scratch with nothing and building from there. And what was that business? A couple of businesses I started with the um, as a newsletter business, actually as a news like a um, online newsletter in a particular niche. And then in 2013, I wrote my book, Sexy Boss. That's what kind of launched me into coaching, consulting other people. So, what does it take for somebody to become a successful entrepreneur, particularly if they've been an employee and kind of not an entrepreneurial mode before? That's a very loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've lived it. <laughs> I've lived it. Yeah, it's a different mindset. And I would say to people that entrepreneurship is not sexy. <laughs> and it's not something that's, um, you don't get to go home at five o'clock or 501. Um, it's a different kind of lifestyle. It's all about the creation and building and helping other people and of service to others and seeing people that you work with and helping, helping them live their life. That's what truly an entrepreneurship is entrepreneur is. And that's where I started to live my life from. It's like, how can I actually create something that serves more than just me, but serves people around me, the community around me and the world? Because that's what entrepreneurship is. Steve Jobs was the ultimate entrepreneur. It wasn't about building a huge business. It was about getting his ideas out of his head and actually have them be seen out there in the world and people using them. That's the difference. So now part of your business is help entrepreneurs realize their visions. Is that correct? 
Yeah. So one of the things that I specifically work with is I work with clients that already have some kind of business and they want to take it to another level. So back in 2015, I've now um, done my third business. We went from zero to 1.5 million in sales as a weight loss company, as well as a supplement company um, in Austin, Texas. And that was in 18 months. And that business is still viable to this day. However, I was business with my um, fiance at the time. We're no longer together, so he has it. But at the same time, when you build, a, when you learn, when you know how to build one business and understand marketing and systems and structures, it doesn't matter what kind of business it is. Local, online, e-commerce, I built them all. So I work with clients to say, okay, what exactly is your business? Who actually is your customer? And are you actually effectively communicating to them because at the end of the day Jordan here's the thing shocker ready we as human beings haven't changed that much yeah right we haven't changed open the bible read a story in the bible agree with it or not agree with it but you can understand it you can get it because we as human beings haven't changed that much technology has changed we now drive cars versus walk right everywhere however we haven't changed so it's h to h marketing we're constantly making sure that our businesses or services or whatever we're selling in the world actually lands over there with the other human being. That actually is the definition of entrepreneurship is we help people and we employ people. So why don't you give an example of that nutritional supplement business and what you did to make it, as you say, go to the next level? What, what specific kinds of things did you help to make that grow so much? So that's what brings me to this, to, to where I'm at today, which is a great, great story. When I started this supplement business, um, we didn't really have a way to market it because at the time, I, th- I still think this is viable today, Facebook wouldn't let us um, do any marketing because it was supplements. That is why we all can be on Facebook and don't get inundated with uh, pharmaceutical drugs or Viagra or whatever because Facebook doesn't allow that, if you've noticed. So I was like, well, how do we market this? How do we actually market this? And that's actually how I got into podcasting. Um, and then radio. I said, well, what if I created a podcast and then started selling the supplements kind of on the back end? Mm-hmm. Right. And that is how I got into podcasting. I now have podcasts. I'm now a National City Kate radio host. We actually ended up going local radio as well. And that's how we were able to go from zero to 1.5 million sales so fast without any marketing, really. We, we didn't buy media. We actually just, I created a podcast and sold supplements on the back end. So it creates credibility, which then people trust. And then when you offer them something, they're willing, they're open to doing it. Is that the idea of the podcast? No, like, and trust. So people buy things from they know, like, and trust. They like, they like you. You're really likable. Yeah. <laughs> You're really trustworthy. You and I have met. We've, we've broken bread. We've had a good time. And I, I understand that when you actually meet people, when you can listen to them and how they communicate, you are connecting, you're bonding with that person. And when we can bond with somebody, it doesn't matter who it is, we will begin to trust their recommendations and trust them, right? And so part of the, the beautiful piece of podcasting that I love, 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 that I now help brands create is how do you create a podcast or a show or a radio show such that it's educational, it's entertaining, and it's helping other people. So how do you monetize a podcast typically? Well, there's a couple ways you can monetize it. In generalized speaking, you can get sponsors for it. You can, um, what I call affiliate other products for it. You can have your own products and sell your own products via the podcast as well. 
Um, there are some companies also do paid placement. It just depends on how big you can get. So you think that's something a lot of entrepreneurs would find useful is to create a podcast to sell their ideas? Yes. So it used to be, if you're going to be an expert in your field, I would say you have to have a book. Not anymore. You have to have a book and you have to have your own platform. You got to have your own show. I mean, you know that, right? It's like, yes. <laughs> now, I mean, that's why you have your own show. It is so imperative, Jordan, to actually be able to have your own platform, not only out of just creating content and networking and meeting other entrepreneurs, but also being able to control the narrative of who you are and what exactly you do for a living. Indeed. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, this cool. is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Heather Havenwood. Uh, she is a entrepreneur. She helps other entrepreneurs meet uh, their goals. You can find out more about her at her website, which is heatherhavenwood.com. We'll be back after this. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. We've all been there. Struggling to keep up with credit card payments? Searching for a simpler, safer way out of debt? Well, here it is. Cambridge Credit Counseling is a nonprofit service that has been helping people reduce or eliminate their credit card debt for over 20 years. Most of us have made late payments and even gone over our credit limits. Before we know it, our balances are out of control and we can barely afford to make the minimum payments. If this sounds familiar and you're ready to take control of your debts, call Cambridge right away at 1-800-897-2200 for a debt-free analysis. Cambridge will work with your creditors and may be able to reduce your interest rates and get you out of debt fast. In fact, Cambridge's typical debt management clients save almost $150 every month on their credit card payments, and they're debt-free in just 50 months. So there is a simpler, safer way out of debt, and it all starts with Cambridge Credit Counseling. Call 1-800-897-2200 for your free debt analysis. Cambridge Credit Counseling is a Massachusetts-based nonprofit agency providing services nationwide. For complete licensing information, Visit them online at cambridge-credit.org. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune into Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, then be sure to tune in to Ask the Coach with host Oliver Basner. So your team and organization need to work more effectively, and it's taking its toll on you as a leader. Is your family and work-life balance out of whack? Now, get the answers you need from a panel of experts. No matter the challenge, you'll find the answers here. Ask the Coach airs live every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. 
You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Heather Ann Havenwood. She teaches coaches, experts, service providers, online marketing. Uh, she's an entrepreneur herself. She's helped lots of entrepreneurs. You can find out more about her at her website, which is heatherhavenwood.com. Welcome back to the Money Answer Show, Heather. Thank you. So let's just talk about the book. You, you've done. We've done one book, and you have another one coming out. The book, the first one you did, is called "Sexy Boss: How the Empowerment of Women Is Changing the Rule Book in Business." So just give us. Yes why you did that and some of the, the key takeaways from that book. Well, I, I mean, so first of all, you can go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash Amazon and see all my books. I've done actually a couple. One of them is also called Power Guesting. But Sexy Boss specifically is my signature book. And it's my book about how I overcame from bankruptcy to Sexy Boss, like what the mindset was. And the book is really important because a dear friend of mine, Joe Sugarman, who's um, the owner of Blue Block, uh, Blocker Sunglasses, said to me once, Heather, you're like a sexy boss. And I, I was like, what does that mean? Between he was eating spinach. <laughs> and he said, sexy boss is like a woman who owns who she is as a woman and owns all areas of her life. She's a boss. And then I said, wow, Joe, that's really great because you should write a book and help other help other women. And so that's what the book was about. And what's so fascinating about the book specifically for me is the there was about two months after I realized back in 2007 when this was happening. Like, I, you know, that moment when you realize, okay, this is happening. I'm about to go through foreclosure and about to lose everything. You know, like there's this moment <laughs> you yeah. realize. Yeah. And it was one of those moments where I was pretty much on my knees going, this is not happening. And I called a dear friend of mine, um, Alex Mendozian, actually. And he said, um, one day, Heather you're going to share this story. And I pretty much, I'm sure it's just a lot of four letter words to him at that moment. Like, yes. hell no, forget no, I'm not going to do that because it was embarrassing. And so here I am sure. years later and Joe's looking at me going, I think it's time you tell your story. So it wasn't about the book necessarily that was important. It was about that. I was actually kind of telling one of myself <clears throat> that I wasn't always successful and that I completely failed. Um, I didn't think the book was going to be success. It was more just me coming, like sharing it. And I, my goal, Jordan, was one person bought it, one person read it. It was a success. Great. Yeah. And then that was uh, launched in November 2013. It's been Amazon bestseller. And I didn't push that. It just happened naturally, which I'm really proud of. And, uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed seeing people get an aha from what I had to go through. So tell us a little bit about how women can be empowered to be successful entrepreneurs in today's society. I mean, there are lots of women entrepreneurs who are successful, but not everyone is. What what yeah. makes the difference between a successful and an unsuccessful woman entrepreneur? Confidence. I mean, I think every woman who wants to be a business owner or entrepreneur can be. The problem and the challenges is their own mindset between their ears mm -hmm. and, have, and having the confidence and that's actually kind of brings me a little bit, we can talk about later, my next book that's coming out, which is the um, all about overcoming asking for permission. See, what happens is, this is a man-woman conversation, but then what happens is at a very young age, right, a very young age here in America, we're told, at least women definitely are, first grade, day one of first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, what happens? We know, we learn what the rules are, how to raise your hand, 
It has your raise your hand to go to the bathroom, raise your hand for a question. It's permission based. And then we as little girls are completely rewarded for being good little girls. Even when our, our, our moms and dads come to school and say, how's our little Judy happening? Oh, she's great. She follows the rules. She's so easy in class. Okay. And then you have the boys and they're in the back and they're being rambunctious and they're making everybody laugh and they're being rewarded because they're like, oh, they're just boys. That's what they do. Right. And then you grow up and boys stepping outside of the lines has already been conditioned that, you know, it's okay. But girls, you got to stay in the line. And that's one of the challenges with entrepreneurs for women. I deal with a lot of women entrepreneurs. It has nothing to do with the fact that their ideas or their coaching or their products are not amazing. Is that their own limiting beliefs that they can step outside of the box a little bit and still be safe. So why don't you give me an example? Why don't you give me an example of a woman entrepreneur you worked with who was kind of inside the lines and you helped her get outside the lines to become successful? So there was a, a company that I've worked with that's a publishing company. And in the eight or nine years that she had been around, or she's still around, uh, they had never really broken the $250,000 mark. And uh, I started, I came and started working with her and started to just show her all these different other lines of revenue. And within six, eight months of us working together, she had already uh, got her revenue to a million dollars for the year. That's pretty fast. And a lot of that had to do with the fact it's, it's a one, one piece that she didn't know she didn't know she could do that. But the other piece is why I said to her, you can now ask for people to just literally just write you a check, right, for sponsorships or write you a check for traffic. She didn't know that was available. And then when asking for the amount, she didn't know that there was the possibility of asking a certain amount, right? She didn't know her worth. She didn't know her value of what she created, and that right there is the number one challenge women have is they don't know their value. They don't know what they're really worth. And how can they find out what they're worth? How can they find out? <laughs> well, I, I don't even know how to answer that question, Jordan. <laughs> I mean, Sorry. That's just the market knows. They don't even know what to ask for, you're saying, in many cases, or who to ask. I think, I think women, one of the things I always say to women, women need to have a coach or someone in their life that's not their husband, they're not their best friend, someone third party that can really start to help them see their value in the marketplace, either a business coach or a life coach. But as far as the difference between this women business owner and her own personal worth and then the actual worth of the business, she just didn't know that what she'd been craving for the last nine years had a huge value in the marketplace as a business. So what are you looking for in the clients that you coach? What is an ideal client that you're able to help in a major way? Well, one of the things I really look for is they already have a business established and they've gotten to what I call at least through phase one. They're beyond solo entrepreneurship. They have a small team and they're like, hey, how do I take this to a next level? How do I get past the million dollar, $2 million mark? How do I actually start to go from one-on-one -on -one to leverageability? Right. And that's where my sweet spot is. The other sweet spot I really work with is the brand. Like actually, what is the brand? So here's a question like on the court. Okay. Here's on the court. So I started working with my fiance at the time and he had this thing in the closet and I mean thing, Jordan. Okay. <laughs> it was like this thing. He was like, I got this thing. And I'm like, what's this thing? He's like, well, it's a laser thing. I'm like, what do you mean? It's a laser thing. He's like, well, lay down. So he lays me down 
He goes, okay, it's going to take two to 10 inches off your body. Just lay here and like be lasered. So I do it. Right. And I measure myself before and after. And I didn't believe it by the way. I was like, yeah, he's lying. And sure enough, I got like seven inches off or something like 30 minutes. Now, my little marketing brain's like, why is it in the closet? Yes. Right. He's like, well, I don't know how to sell it. No one wants it. (laughs) And I was like, you're just not marketing it right. He's like, well, I don't know what to call it. And I don't know. So long story short, I created the name called Skinny Beam and we uh, launched the company and one month we were actually on a four month waiting list. You could call the company and go, I want to get in. And they go, our next one's in four months. So it, it's all about how you actually take something and market it correctly to the marketplace. He'd had it for like six months and it was just sitting there collecting dust. Yeah. So I guess a big part of success today is online marketing. You don't have to just be in one local market. So is that the major thing that you do is help companies market online uh, globally? Yes. So my first business online was an, um, starting a one. Um, I actually got a master's degree in 2010 in digital marketing and my other business zero million dollars was all online in 0506. So I've, all my businesses have been completely online. So, so yeah, so it really is different. However, it's it's the same. It's all about making sure you have a lead generate lead nurturing system and making sure that you drive the particular traffic and you convert them so that people actually want to pick up the phone. So um, it's the same. It just feels a little different than the old school of yellow pages and newspaper, right? That's the old the old school was. So how do you actually get people to move from just meeting you to actually pick up the phone. And it's the same. It's We do the same thing on online marketing. But, I mean, in the online world, there are millions, if not billions, of websites. How do you stand out to get traffic and get leads and get conversions in a very crowded marketplace? Podcasts. <laughs> that, is, no, that really is my answer to that. I believe that every brand should have one, and um, most local businesses should have one too. It started to become the influencer, not just the the expert. The next level is doing that. So, um, so setting yourself different in a local conversation, like a local realtor or a local mortgage broker, you have to move yourself from just someone who has understands something to expertise to influencer of the marketplace. Now, you have your own podcast called Like a Boss. What has that done for you? Oh, gosh. it's it, The f- number one thing it's done as meet people like you, completely a huge network and networking with other entrepreneurs. That's an incredible, um, powerful thing that I think people don't realize is connecting yourself with other entrepreneurs and other experts and other influencers. That's just the power of a network. That's probably the number one. And number two, of course, is exposure and influence, you know, building a brand and have people listen to you and connect with you. That's a powerful piece as well. Very good. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Heather Ann Havenwood. Uh, she is, as you can tell, a business coach, an online marketing expert, a podcaster. Uh, you can find out more at her website, which is heatherhavenwood.com. We'll be back after this.
stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Attention heroes, current and former firefighters, law enforcement, military, medical, or educational professionals. Heroes can receive rewards averaging over $2,500 when they buy, sell, or refinance a home. Heroes come first. Along with the Homes for Heroes is the nation's largest hero reward program. Their mission is to provide extraordinary savings to heroes who provide extraordinary services to our nation and its communities every day. Learn how you can purchase a home for no down payment, no closing costs, and get money back at closing. Find out how you can own for less than you may pay for rent. Get your hero rewards at heroescomefirst.com. That's heroes, H-E-R-O-E-S, comefirst.com, 888-437-6114. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. 88% of financially successful people read at least 30 minutes a day. They are hungry for knowledge and learning every chance they get. Blinkist gets you there faster than you could ever imagine. Blinkist is the only app that takes thousands of the best-selling nonfiction books and distills them so you can read or listen to them in under 15 minutes, all on your phone. I like to listen to Blinkist when I commute to my office. The Blinkist library is massive, from timeless classics like The Power of Habit, to current bestsellers like 12 Rules for Life. My personal recommendation is to check out Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash Money Answers to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash Money Answers to start your free seven-day trial. You can cancel anytime. Blinkist.com slash Money Answers. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to the Money Answers Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Heather Ann Havenwood. She is an expert on entrepreneurship, online marketing, uh, coaching, and she's got a book out uh, called Sexy Boss, How the Empowerment of Women is Changing the Rulebook in Business. You can find out more about her at her website, which is heatherhavenwood.com. Welcome back to the show, Heather. Thank you. So one area you're very interested in is the whole blockchain crypto craze, I guess you might say. What, yes. what has you interested in that and, and what contribution are you going to make to explaining that to people? Oh, wow. Um, so I'm still learning about it. So I'm definitely not positioning myself as an expert because I am newbie, newbie. But I will say this. So I am in my 40s and I was around in college years during the dot-com, dot-boom bus thing. Remember like 01, 99? Yep. Yeah. So I was around then and I didn't really realize like what I was experiencing. I mean, that's, you know, really a revolution. I remember when Facebook came out, I was on it in 06 and 07, Twitter. I didn't really get the power of the internet because I was just kind of, I was, I guess I was just growing up in it in a way, you know, in my late 20s, early 30s. I didn't really get the power of it. So I feel like I kind of missed out 
a lot on that particular boom and bust. But I'm not going to miss out on this one because blockchain is the internet 3.0. Like it is the future. It's not going away. It's not a fad. It's none of that. It literally is like 1997 of the internet. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. we don't even know the level of the impact is going to be in our lives. Kind of like talking to somebody in 1999 going, by the way, there's this whole thing. The internet is going to completely revolutionize your life. You're like, what? But that's what blockchain is. So blockchain how I see it, it's the new future of how entrepreneurs are going to change the world by taking things that were complicated and multi-step and make it seamless and consistent and easy and flow and faster. It really is going to revolutionize how we live for the rest of our lives. And so as an entrepreneur, that's exciting for me. And I want to help, um, I want to help entrepreneurs and help people understand it. So you're going to talk about this on your uh, your podcast, or you're going to help entrepreneurs implement blockchain. What is your actual target of how you're going to help people uh, understand and use the blockchain? So right now, what I'm doing is I'm interviewing, talking to, bringing awareness to wh- who and what are they doing with this technology, right? So there was just one example that I was given that I just loved because it was easy. So when we have a catastrophe anywhere in the world, a tsunami, right, a, a hurricane, whatever the catastrophe is, we need people in there, a fast rate of nurses, doctors, all kinds of different people, um, early responders to help with the situation, right? And it used to be the process to get travel nurses, travel doctors in there fast took a long time because of the process, right? The federal government or nationally, internationally. And nowadays we can, there's a company that's actually working on this technology so that it can be at a fast speed within 24, 48 hours. So mm-hmm. they can get people to where they need to be. I and mean, that's just one tiny little example of how it can impact our world. So how do you think businesses who do not understand the blockchain can take advantage of it, or are there is it a threat to them? Are, are other businesses going to disrupt traditional businesses by using the blockchain that traditional businesses haven't figured out yet? Well, I mean, so blockchain is a disruptor. The internet was a disruptor, right? Uber is a disruptor, but I mean, how do we know that cars are going to be a disruptor of the a car market, okay? At yeah. the end of the day, blockchain is another level. So my advice to business owners is just be aware. It's kind of like people in the 1999 and year 2000, they're like, email, who needs email? You know what I mean? Or like, who needs a cell phone? Like you don't be stupid like that. (laughs) Actually be aware what's happening. There's nothing really to do other than just allow yourself to say, hey, I know this is big. I'm not sure how it's going to work in our industry yet, but don't be blind to it. Don't think it's a fad. It's not a fad. It's like saying HTML code was a fad. It's not a fad. It's literally the code that internet is paced on, right? That's what blockchain is. It's kind of like the dirt of a whole new world. So um, I say to people, just, you know, listen to my show, listen to other people's shows, and just really be aware that this is going to be a bright new world. And related to that, but separate, is the whole currency, cryptocurrency craze. So some people think that is a fad, and it's all a scandal and you should stay away from it. What is your view towards cryptocurrencies and should people invest in them? Okay, so I'm definitely not going to say people should invest in them or not because I'm staying away from any advice and I'm not a financial advisor. However, um, I was very skeptical too 
Um, I've recently have asking questions a lot. I feel like I'm Napoleon Hill right now where I'm just asking questions and talking to people, trying to understand how it works. And the best way I can describe it right now is that it is new, right? It is different. It is kind of finding its way in the marketplace. At the same time, it's not going away. It's the way that it's measured. It's almost a way I, I look at it as it's, it's the way blockchain is measured. And just be be aware that it's not going away. Wall Street is going to start integrating itself within it and vice versa. And again, I, again, I wouldn't say invest or not invest, but just uh, don't treat it like a trend. It's not trend. It's here. It's just trying so, to figure I mean, what, its way out. What will the cryptocurrency market look like 10 years from now, you know, out in the future? Oh, my what, God. What is, what is your I, view I, of how it's going? To, is it going to be consolidated and there'll be fewer of them or there'll be more of them? I, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I don't even want to answer that. I just have no idea. It's kind of like saying, what would email marketing look like in 1999? I yeah. just know that from an, from an understanding of blockchain and what blockchain is, blockchain is giving way to understanding that there's a new currency in the world and that the currency in the world is how do we impact the world. So it used to be currency was this thing called United States coin or yen or whatever, and they didn't have an international or another level like a new realm. And currency, cryptocurrency, because it's it's international, it's world currency, it's world currency. It is like the next level up to show value in the world, not just value in our local marketplace or value in United States of America or or value in Canada or value in India. It's value of the world. So it's world currency. And that's just where we're at. It's a totally another level. Yeah. And you'll be talking about this on your podcast. I'll be asking questions. Like, I want people to listen to my show who are like, I don't get this thing, right? I don't get it, Heather. Help me. I want to bring in people that can dummy it down, right? Explain this. Because I am not an expert, nor do I want to position myself. I want to be the person that's asking the questions for others. And again, how can people find your podcast? They can go onto Amazon Alexa, which is, I love it when, like a boss, um, or they can go to iTunes and type in Heather Havenwood or like a boss. Very good. Now, another thing you're very good at is what you call brand positioning, taking something yes. kind of like what you had with the laser. So wh what is the secret to do that, to figure out what a correct thing for a brand would be? Mm, secret sauce. There's so many different things that come into a brand. But one of the big things I talk about my with my clients, it's clear, it's going to be concise, and it's got to be consistent, right? Consistency, commitment and consistency of brand positioning is everything. So if their brand isn't across all different aspects of their business, it's never going to work. Um, making sure that they also know and understand what's already in the mind of the consumer and the consumer could be a business or not, but you know what I call meet other people, meet your consumer, what they're already thinking, meet them in that place. So give us some examples. You, you gave us the example of the laser one, but maybe give us some other examples where somebody had an idea or a product and you helped them make it reach its potential by doing brand positioning. Oh, well, so one of the companies with um, my weight loss company, the weight loss company is called skinny beam. That was a big one because we, the, my ex wanted, my ex fiance, then my business owner, my business partner, he wanted to 
call it a laser light or something. And I was like, women don't want to be lasered. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? We don't want to be lasered. We just know that's what you have to do to look pretty. So you have to tap into the vanity. Right? So what's the vanity? Well, we want to be skinny really fast. <laughs> so we call the skinny beam. We beam you to skinny, right? What do we all want? So you have to think through what exactly you're selling, right? And what the benefit is to the, the consumer, ultimately. The feeling of the benefit of the consumer, mm -hmm. right? The feeling of it, which is confidence. Everyone wants to be and feel more confident. And so ultimately, most products and services were selling confidence. And that's really way you to make sure that you are portraying and emulating inside your brand and your brand context. And I don't think people really think that. They name it, but they don't actually name it in such a way based on a benefit or result. So in addition to Skinny Beam, what are some other brands that you've positioned? Well, the other one was our supplement company, E2 Lab. E2 Lab, which was meaning effective and efficient, um, was based on the fact that uh, my business partner was a chiropractor. He was also a bodybuilder. And we we actually did bioidentical hormones. And with that, we actually showed that he could be 50 years old and still look amazing, right? Mm -hmm. So those were result-driven, effective, right, and efficient. And that's what we branded it as. So once there's a branding, the consumer can kind of understand why they'd be interested in it because that, that's what the brand positioning brings to them. Well, yes and no. It also has to be in a position where – they get it. Like my new brand, like a boss, you know, rising to the top. I want people to understand that when they work with me, then when they, when they have the opportunity to work with me, they actually rise above where they're at. Right. So that's my new brand. And that's why it's so important, but you have to make sure everything's consistent across all social media, across all of different pieces that every single time someone touches your business, they see a commitment and consistency. Very good. We're going to take another break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the money answer show. My guest this hour is Heather Ann Havenwood. Uh, she, as you can see, is a coach, an expert, an online marketing expert. Uh, her, her podcast is called like a boss. And you can find out more about her at her website, heatherhavenwood.com. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth and Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth and Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. 
own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Do you or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Heather Ann Havenwood. Uh, She is a coach, an online marketing expert, brand positioner. She has many different roles. She helps women entrepreneurs become successful. Her uh, website is heatherhavenwood.com, and her website is, uh, her podcast is Like a Boss. Welcome back to the show, Heather. Thank you. So we talked about your existing book, which is called Sexy Boss, How the Empowerment of Women is Changing the Rule Book in Business, but now you have a new book coming out relatively soon called Unapologetically Fierce. So tell us about what's going to be in that one. I am so excited about this book. So Unapologetically Fierce is First of all, it's very focused on the woman today and why they should, if at least not consider starting a business or whatever they want to do. Unapologetically fierce and the kind of the taglines about how to stop asking for permission for everything. The number one thing I see when I'm working with women entrepreneurs is it's they're looking for this kind of subtle permission. Now, let me explain to you, Jordan. I know you were not a little girl in life. I was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let me let me explain to you how powerful this is and what and what as a society we have been taught from a gender perspective. When I was in second grade, Miss George, she was my favorite teacher, and I was a good little girl, Jordan. I know when you met me, you're thinking, no way, but I was always <laughs> a good little girl. I am. I really am. And deep down inside, anyway. And back then, I was definitely following the rules, and so I, I had to go to the bathroom, and I was raising my hand like a good little girl, and then raising my hand and raising my hand and waving my hand, but never leaving my seat. And this went on for a long time until... I couldn't hold it anymore. I just went in the seat. So in this moment, I was so scared to break the rules to go to the bathroom. I just went in my seat. Now, now what happened? I now being laughed at by my peers. My mom had to be called to bring me a new dress for the day. And I'll never forget the conversation that happened a couple hours later. It was me, my mother, and Miss George. And Miss George looked at me and said, sweetheart, why didn't you just go to the bathroom? Why, why, why didn't you just go? And I said, 
but I'm confused. You told me to never, ever leave or do anything without asking permission. Which one is it? Mm -hmm. Now, as an adult, we understand there's a thing called emergencies, and sometimes you just, like, break the rules, right? But when you're six and seven and eight years old, which one is it? Which one is it? Do we follow the rules or do we break the rules, right? And so as an entrepreneur, I had to learn it is okay to consistently break our own rules inside of ourselves, break our old patterns, break money conversations, and all the generational conversations that we were taught from both of our parents and grandparents. We have to constantly break those. That was the only woman in my entire, that I know of ancestral DNA, that has ever, ever, ever lived and on her own and financially taking care of herself without marrying a man. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking like, you know, generations. I'm the first female to ever do that. And that is a huge generational conversation to break. And so what I want to have men and women both know that to be a success in whatever area of your life, you've got to be willing to stop asking permission and be unapologetically fierce beyond reasonable doubt. So you think a lot of women are still asking for permission and saying the way to success is marrying and that's kind of still part of their consciousness? It's part of a generational conversation. The younger women today who are in their 20s and 30s are breaking that faster. But the women I talk to are in their 40s, late 40s and 50s or late 30s. And they still have the thoughts and feelings from their parents and their moms and their dads and their grandparents. They were raised by the boomers. They were raised by people you know, who were in World War II. So those generational conversations still exist so the answer is yes, especially women today. I get it all the time. I literally have women say to me, can I get your permission on this? You know, mm-hmm. and I, it's it, so men don't have that. And I think that's why men have been able to get into business at a faster rate in entrepreneurship specifically at a faster rate, um, more successfully than women. So you have interviewed quite a few of them on your podcast. One of them specifically was Elaine Williams. Oh yeah, female comedian. So what what did you learn from her about kind of breaking the rules and not asking for permission in the way she's a comedian? Oh my gosh, she's she's the epitome, right? She's the epitome of saying I'm not gonna ask for permission anymore. Her story is quite powerful. She was an alcoholic, um, and she ended up um, getting sober. And through the sobriety is actually how she started becoming a comedian because she wanted to help people. Um, she wanted to help people stop being right, stop drinking. And the way she was able to get that message out is through comedy, right? Believe it or not. So she actually traveled the country for um, in colleges and helped you know kids basically in college stop drinking or at least gave them different views on life around that, right? But the most powerful piece of that is that she was able to take something that was horrific in her life, and she had some really horrific stories, and say, I'm not going to ask for permission. I'm going to actually take the conversation of being, being a comedian and the powerful message about how to say, hey, you don't have to actually be – you don't actually have to be um, drinking to be successful in college. Yeah. 
It's good she learned a lesson from that. So um, before we close, uh, you want to make an offer to the audience that uh, you would give somebody a free consultation to see if they would be the right kind of client for you. What are you looking for and what, what, how would that consultation work? Yeah, so in the consultation, it'll be um, you can go to askheatherann.com. And in the askheatherann.com, there's actually a form that goes fill that information out. And I do free consultation um, for a business. You can actually go right now to askheatherann.com. And right then, you can go through a consultation process for me. Get on the phone with me and actually have a conversation about how I could best work with you. Hello. And so, how does that work? Do you charge on a hourly basis or you get a piece of the profits or how do you charge for the consultation that you offer? Yeah. So in the consultation, I do a one-on-one consultation and say it's basically a 30 minute conversation about how I could best work with the client on taking their business from where they're at to where they want to go. And they can be anywhere in the country. They don't have to be where you're located. Absolutely. They can be anywhere in the world. (laughs) And because what I do is I actually work with them on what's their market, what's their message, and how can they actually make more money online, right? So your market, your message, and your media. Those are three areas that I work with people on. What's their market, what's their message, and what's the media in such a way that they can actually make more money online. Media could be podcasting. It could be SEO. It could be YouTube videos. It could be so many different things, but we have to make sure we're going to pick the right media for your message to market. In about two minutes left, why don't you kind of sum up what you've offered to the world and, and what your vision is for the future of what Heather Havenwood's going to be offering to the world. Thank you. Wow, that's a great question. <laughs> wow, that's like you ask these like big, huge questions, Jordan, and you have 30 seconds to answer. Um, <laughs> you're so you're so adorable. Honestly, I really want every person on the planet to know that it's actually possible to be financially secure in their lives and their business. So I want to help people actually have a life that they want by being able to create the business that they financially desire. That's really my ultimate goal in life, right? And I, I, I leave with this last story that I was sitting at an event, a woman's event a couple of years ago, and this woman raised her hand and she said, I have been a CPA for 15 years. And of the 15 years of being a CPA and many, many businesses I've looked at, 90% of them are owned by men. And of the 90% that are owned by men, they're run by women. And I'm here to stop that. I think they should be women-owned and not just man-owned and women-run, right? And so I think now's the time for women to rise up and say, hey, I have ideas. I have desires. I have things I want to help other people with. And I want them to learn how to be unapologetically fierce. Terrific. Well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Heather Ann Havenwood. She is a marketing expert, a brand positioning person, blockchain expert to come. Uh, She's got many different hats that she wears. You can find out more about her at her website, heatherhavenwood.com. You can also see more about her at her podcast, which is called Like a Boss. Thanks so much for being on The Money Answer Show, Heather. Thank you so much, Jordan. And we'll be back next week with another edition of The Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.